Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. Welcome back, everybody. It is another great day and another episode of Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook. As always, Kelly is with us. He is back from vacation. Kelly, um, what was, you know, the the best part of stepping away for a minute and coming back? Oh, man. You know what? Like, you got to get you got to get refreshed, right? You have to get refreshed. You have to be. We're all none of us are robots. We think we are sometimes and we try to be because, you know, it's efficient that way, but we're not. And so it's great to just get out. And the best part is just um, my kids are at an age where they still like uh, can actually like to hang out with me. Um, and they're old enough to still yet understand what's going on because they're, you know, nine, 10 and 11 years old. You have like real conversations with yeah. them as well. Like <laughs> It's awesome. Yeah. And so we get it. You see different parts of the country and like, it's, it's crazy how vast, um, just the Western half of this country is alone. Like the Rocky mountain area. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And there's so many different back roads and highways, um, that you just wouldn't see if you were not in an RV or a trailer, mm-hmm. right? If you were on an airplane, uh, staying at a hotel, you know, so like it's, I, I, I mean, that's the best thing uh, that came out of COVID for us. Right. I mean, I, I recommend it for everybody, you know, rent an RV, rvshare.com, rent one and just take three days. I don't care. Just go somewhere and just pile around. And it, it it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving, mm-hmm. but it's awesome. It's awesome. And especially when Love you're, it. you're in, you know, somewhere like Phoenix, that's a big city. You're kind of surrounded by people and you know, the, the urban ness of it all like uh, most of the time so getting out on that rv and actually like and being able to show your kids that like this is nature like this is un- <laughs> primarily right like kind of untouched um desert and land and uh natural occurrences that's really really cool and something that i'm sure they were kind of fascinated by right yeah the, st- the state park thing is a big thing we're trying to hit like mm-hmm. A lot of the state parks, these are the big ones, right? So going to state parks are just, they're just beautiful. They're all, they're all different. They all have different things to offer. And it's just, I highly recommend it, right? Um, they're, they're, they're doing actually a thing where if you have a fourth grade, the, the country, they've been doing it for a few years now. If you have a fourth grader, for some reason they pick fourth grade, I don't know. But if you have a fourth grade, you get into all the national parks for free. Well, like, like, like everyone my kids in the car, are in not, third grade this year, so next year yeah, I know what we'll be doing. <laughs> exactly, not, and not just the fourth grader, like the whole, the whole car, whoever's in the car, the car gets, goes in for free. So wow. it's they must it's have decided cool. that's kind of the optimal time to to get your yeah. kids into a national park. They'll be like yeah, at peak right. interest, right? Interest, so, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. yeah. yeah so okay. Cool. Well, fantastic. Moving on from you know the happy the happiness of summer and uh getting out into the world, we're gonna move into um a little bit more serious of a topic, I guess, kind of something that's facing um really the the entire industry of real estate right now and kind of how it's structured and how people are making money. Um, and that is the lawsuits that are, um, you know, coming up against the, uh, N A R N A R. Okay. Almost N-R-A. Said N-R-A. The N-A-R, <laughs> I really didn't want to mess it up. Yes. The <laughs> N A R and buyer's commissions. Um, I, I, you know, we've heard about this for a while now, but it's really starting to kind of, um, pick up steam and, and become, uh, you know, something that could change a lot of things very, very soon. So Kelly, let's get into it. What, what do we need to know about it? 
Boy, this is this is uh, this is a big topic, uh, Elizabeth. This is huge, and I don't know if a lot of the people out there in the agent community actually are aware of what's at stake here, and really how 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 serious it is at this point. And this is let me just start by saying, guys, this is not a fear mongering thing, or who knows what's going to happen, right? I, I don't know, and no one does. Um, but there are some um, facts in the case that real really make this, yeah. yeah, make this real possibilities of certain outcomes here pretty soon. So effectively, we won't go into all of it because there's a details. And this is going to be something we're going to keep talking about, touching on, updating you as we move forward with this podcast, right? That's what's going on. So stay tuned to this, this podcast channel because October is a big month. There are, um, so this is, and I'll, I'll explain why. Here's a, a background of the um, of the lawsuits because there's multiple. There's three major ones. And these are all, um, for the most part, homeowners who sold the house at some point in the past that have filed suit against the NAR for primarily antitrust issues. They are, uh, the, the gist of their lawsuit is that they are um, they are forced to use uh, or play by the rules that the NAR have set, uh, which means, you know, you grab it, you, you use a realtor. And if you use a realtor, you have to offer some sort of commission. Now, MLSs across the country do require compensation to be offered. Now, it can be $1. You can offer $1. You can um, but, uh, obviously most people don't do that, uh, but you can, now there are some MLSs who have changed already in light of this coming on the pike. Some MLSs have already changed their tune because MLSs are regionalized across the country and they've actually, um, changed the rules now to where in their MLS, you don't have to offer any compensation, whereas prior to it was okay. So now MLSs are regionalized. MLSs require some level of, comp of compensation to a buyer's representative and then take uh, one step further, the clear cooperation rule the MLS has just came up with just um, a, a few years ago. Clear cooperation rule uh, effectively states that if you're going to market a property with a realtor, from the time you do any type of advertising marketing on that particular property, within 24 hours, that property needs to be inputted into the MLS. The reason why is because they feel like it's 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 an injustice or it's in, or it's not fair to some buyers out there who may not be connected to the right agents or people, et cetera, et cetera. And therefore, if they don't know about a house that's actually going to be sold by a seller, then they're put at a disadvantage in that scenario. Now, I can make is the this, argument on the other side just as just as much. Question for this: Is this affect yeah. like people like if a um because I know as of right now, you know, there's VIP buy. VIP, um, you can be on a VIP buyer list, right, for um, sellers who choose not to go on the MLS. Like, is that not going to, you know, for maybe higher, high, like, luxury homes or high profile, whatever, that they don't, yeah. is that going to affect that as well then? Oh, it already has. It already has. That's, that's that, per the MLS, if you're going to sell what, property, in the, if you're a realtor and you're going to sell property, you have to put an MLS in 24 hours if you're going to advertise it on, on Facebook or anywhere, right? Instagram or, okay. or, or a or flyer. Or just that tell you print people off. about it. Like, or, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, now that, there is. Because I knew that there was some law, you know, some stickiness around that situation. Yeah. But, it's, so, it, is, it. it is pretty sticky. Now, obviously, they have to find, they have to actually see and find the fact that you're doing this or someone it. tells yeah. on you or whatever, right? Right? But like, um, there is an organization out there called Top Agent Network, and they have somehow they have skirted this issue. It's a portal basically that usually is just accessible to the top agents in a certain marketplace, top five or ten percent, right? Uh, in a certain you know, city, let's say. Uh, and I don't believe Tan is in every single city across the country, but it's in you know a decent amount of the major ones. Um, and uh, and they have they have got around this issue somehow, right? You're able to put 
advertising about a property to the other uh, members in that uh, portal, and uh, it may not be on the MLS. So uh, I, I'm not going to get into that because that's a whole other conversation. Uh, we're staying on topic here, but when you take the two things, this is what this is what the plaintiffs part of the plaintiffs' argument, right? It's, it's multifaceted, but like part of it is this is not going to help the MLS with NAR's cases or case, excuse me, right? Because you have one situation where the MLS says you have to offer cooperation and the other clear cooperation rule says you have to put it in the MLS. So that almost makes it even more so that the plaintiffs have more of an argument because now you're really, quote unquote, forcing me to put it in there and abide by your rules. And and effectively, the, the, the issue that the, one of the issues that the sellers have is that I am paying for representation for a buyer who's going to work against me. So why would I have to do that? I should pay my person I want, and they should pay the person they want. Um, and if they don't want anyone, want anybody, then that's a whole other conversation, right? But I shouldn't be forced to have to offer them some sort of compensation. And of course, there, there's so many arguments about this, Elizabeth. We, have, we don't have any remotely the, the close to the time to to give to all those different arguments, right? So we're not going to. But obviously, a lot of sellers, are, the, the kind of argument to this is, well, what do you mean? It's capitalistic. You don't have to put it in the MLS. You can sell it by owner. And if you want to use an agent, you can still uh, allow by the, go by the rules, but just offer a dollar to the buyer, you know. And so, and if you do that, then then who's forcing you to do anything? And that's the counter argument, right? Of course, then the argument was then then if I only put a dollar in, no one's going to show it the property, and it's going to be a lower price. And you know, so then we can go back and forth depending on what side you're on, right? The, but here's the point: so far, it's gained some traction. Okay, in one of the lawsuits, uh, a judge recently ruled um, that recently ruled that the uh, lawsuit will gain class action status. That's one more step in the the favor of the plaintiff. That's for all intents purposes not great for the status quo. Okay, so if they got class action st- status, that means that that means that a lot of people can now enter that lawsuit with the, the original plaintiff, and it can go big and go nationwide, right? Um, and then furthermore, if the plaintiff, plaintiff does win in the first lawsuit, which is going to be held in the state of Missouri in October, it's already going to trial, it's set. Um, then if they win, even though the NAR at that point will appeal and we'll go through that whole process, um, two things will most likely happen. There will be copycat lawsuits that then will pop up everywhere because attorneys and, and, and uh, law firms will be like, holy cat, crap, I can get paid now. So let's just go try to find everybody who sold the house and try to get them to file suit against the NAR, okay, which won't be good. And number two, um, while the appeal process goes on with the NAR, if they don't win this first case, the plaintiff could file for an injunction, okay? Now, if they file for an injunction to uphold the ruling in the meantime until an appeal, an appellate case, here's the appellate court, here's the case, guess what happens with that injunction? It gets enforced. And if it gets enforced, that means the rules will change up until the point it, an appellate court hears the case. If an appellate court hears the case and upholds the plaintiff's decision or their, their favor, then that point it would go at some point here to the Supreme Court. And then ultimately, there will be a final decision on how this moves forward in the future. So that could, that could be years down the line from this October. But if an injunction is filed, it will be upheld temporarily across the country. And that will change to how business will be done for this time for a period of time. This is huge. I don't. I didn't even realize. I'll be honest with you. Until a month or two ago, I didn't even realize how far down the rabbit hole this is already was, right. and how close it is to possibly, possibly 
going changing, into that or, yeah. Going through that and changing how our businesses ran when it comes to agents and, and so on and so forth. So it's 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 very interesting um where this stands and how this is going. And I think agents need to be ready to do business in a different manner in the event this does change. Now the NAR is very competent. They have a lot of money. They have a great law firm um that represents them. Um and so they'll put up the best fight you can possibly get. They're one of the biggest lobbying firms in the country, right? And they are. Um, so they have a lot of money behind them too that all of us are paying into, right, over the years. So it will be a battle. Now, the plaintiff's attorneys and one of the lawsuits, I can't remember which one it is. Um, Morrow versus the NAR is the biggest one, right? That's class action status. That's that's uh, the spans of the course, I think, about 20 different states with people in 20 different states already against the NAR. But the one that's happening in Missouri will be a national will have a national effect in terms of the outcome that is that in terms of who wins. Now, here's another reason why it's kind of like you're sitting there with your rolling your eyes like crap, this could actually happen. Here's another reason in the plaintiff's favor. Because this is not this has nothing to do with administration. This has nothing to do with the White House, the government, et cetera. This this will this is civil court. This trial that will be held in Missouri, for example, in civil court, will be a jury of our peers. Well, if it's a jury of, you know, if they're, you know, non-biased, non, you know, whatever, right? Non-prejudiced, whatever you call it, non-discriminatory uh, jurors, which they're supposed to be. That's why they go through this whole process of jury selection. Chances are all 12 of these jurors probably bought a house or sold a house at some point. And if they and are not go, real estate agents, correct. probably. And, and it, <laughs> yeah. 100%. I mean, if they, they would, that'd be incredible if that could get by right, the selection process. But think about that. And if they have all pretty much sold a house at some point, let's say, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, why did I have to pay the buyer's agent? They they're, they negotiated my price down $10,000. You know? Yeah, this is, you know, well, they're the ones who will decide the fate. And so is that more so in the favor of the NAR or the plaintiffs? Well, in this case, I would argue it's probably more in the favor of the plaintiff. And so it's another reason why it's a good op- a good chance, not saying it's going to happen, right? I have a lot of faith in obviously what the NAR is doing. Um that it could happen. And so the point is for right now, because the point is not to get worried. The point is not to be anxious about it or nervous about it or freak out about it. It, it, it. That doesn't help at all. But the point is that we should start preparing that in the event something changes in terms of how we do business, we're ready for it. And so one of the best things we could do right now is we could start having more conversations and training around and coaching around our value we bring as buyer representatives, as buyer agents. Because unfortunately, um, there's not, oh, there's been way more training over the years about how you help a seller, but not on the buyer side. And and that's why we'll partly probably while we're here today. So if you have your value proposition that you can list out that you know in 30 to 60 seconds off the top of your head as to why someone would want to work with you when they are buying a house, that is going to set you apart from all the other agents that won't have this figured out if this ever changes. And furthermore, if it doesn't change, what have you lost? Nothing, because now you're, you're, you're better to articulate your buyer proposition and quantify it and, and all those things, regardless, which will help you anyway, if the status quo does remain. So I'm encouraging, we're, we're starting the process of really diving into our buyer consultation and, and reconfiguring it and getting the, the value prop uh, quantifiable so someone can understand what it is that we're doing for them, not just opening the doors. Because I do think, Elizabeth, if it changes, uh, at least temporarily with an injunction or whatever, right, for for some period of time, I do think that's going to um, take a lot of these part-time agents out of the game. Because 
I, I know I don't know about people who listen to this podcast, but I get people over my 18 years of doing this. I've had multiple times where part-time agents who have another job doing something else full-time, right? They're a teacher, they're an engineer, whatever they are, right? Um, and but they have their license, you know, that kind of thing, right? They call me up and say, listen, you know, because I know them or whatever, right? Uh, we have some relationship. Hey, listen, if so and so, my aunt, or whatever, wants to wants to list their house, will you will you do it, right? Because I don't I don't know what I'm doing there, but when she goes to buy, I'm helping her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. you know like it, you know and, and of course it's, it's the a different is, skill set it's different. almost and well, different well, it, interests, and you, you know it is but you could make the argument that there's that that the buyer doesn't know any better right. that the aunt doesn't know like what what potentially that she could have saved an extra you know ten thousand dollars if there had been somebody who was using some negotiation tactics and 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 so on and so forth right and experience to do that she doesn't know she just got the house and okay and and, and my my nephew represented me who was a full time engineer and and uh, okay right mm-hmm. so it's interesting so that person who's that full time I don't know, I keep saying engineer but like you know whatever right? I just use an engineer example but that teacher, person yeah, yeah. yeah it could be anything right uh, but that person who is that full time job somewhere else. Now might be like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not even gonna bother getting my license or, or doing it because they're not there's not a automatic payment. More. Yeah, there's not yeah. automatic payment coming my way if I help so and so do something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's the point? Now I'm not gonna do it. Which will then be an opportunity for other agents who are very serious about this. Um, so there's an opportunity there too as well. There's op- there's opportunity on the listing side too as well. We're gonna start having conversations about that, how that will be different potentially. And then last but not least, I'll say that. Here's, a, here's some unintended consequences that could come from this in the event the plaintiffs win. I think first-time homebuyers. Presentation will potentially not have any now because they, they can't afford to pay it. Mm-hmm. And so um, now potentially they could be, you know, quote, unquote, damaged or hurt without even knowing it. I kind of was doing some research before our we met today, and I had just come across an article talking about how mortgage applications were already way down, especially for like FHA loans, right? Because yep. the um, interest rates on those have gone up. So there, people are already paying more now to get into a home than they were over the past few years. I know historically it's still low, but over the past few years, right? Um, and now if this goes into effect, adding that additional charge is going to be even harder for people to get in two homes, um, you know, just across the board. Um, and I've, I've said, I know I've probably said this before on this podcast, generally, um, buyers don't really care about who their agent is, right? Like it's, it's a lot, you have to previously the listing agent has kind of a lot more upfront work, right. To win the deal. Whereas for a lot of the time buyers, they just want to see the house. Like, just, can you get me into the house? Great. Right. You don't have to, um, you don't have to wow them as much. And I think that that's also going to change. So just like you said, start preparing, start doing more training around negotiations, around winning a buying deal, right? Like winning a buyer, um, because that is going to be a big change when they're having to actually, you know, shell out the money in order to have that representation. No doubt about it. There's gonna be a lot, and there's a lot more changes that could potentially happen. You can see happening either way, right? Uh, that we haven't covered, but those are kind of the big things that overview of the situation. So if you're listening to this podcast today, just take notice. And again, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. But but prepare yourself in the event things happen, because the worst case scenario is if something does change, you're even better. Or sorry, if it doesn't even change, status quo remains. You're just better prepared regardless, and you and you're better prepared to 
provide and show your value that you provide on the buyer side because there's a lot of things you can do, guys, but it's just hard as the agent. It's hard to quantify that sometimes and put it on paper in a, in a bullet point status, right? It's harder to do that, uh, but nonetheless, it does exist. So um, that's our encouragement today, guys. So again, just be aware, stay tuned to this podcast. We'll keep updating you as things happen, but the next really red line you know, circle on the calendar comes in October. Absolutely. And in light of that whole situation, if you are looking to build your team, um, you know, to to get some, uh, you know, more agents under you, to get some more buyers agents, right? Some very good buyers agents on your side. Um, just looking to build your team, go to buildyourrealestateteam.com, uh, where Kelly has kind of laid out some of those um, steps for you on exactly how to do that. And in that, we will see you guys all next week. Bye, Kelly. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, real quick, Elizabeth, oh, they where, want to reach out to Instagram. Reach you? They can't, too. They can't. Instagram's <laughs> perfect. At Kelly Cook Homes. Nobody reach out to Kelly this week. <laughs> well, yeah, you can call. You can text. Texting better be faster. 480 227 2028. Perfect. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Welcome to the podcast, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook, where we will discuss the latest and most relevant business strategies to help you do one thing extremely well, sell more homes. We'll discuss everything from business planning to lead generation and conversion to past client customer service and everything in between. Join us for authentic conversations and nuts and bolts takeaways you can implement into your business today. And now, Selling Real Estate with Kelly Cook.